0: Welcome to episode one. Um, We are going to be talking about what a doula is. If you have any interest or have ever wondered, what is a doula? How do you become a doula? What is this all about, this doula word? We are going to be discussing that today. Stay tuned. Hi there, and welcome to the Omaha Breaking Babies podcast show. We are your hosts. I'm Andrea Showers.
1: And I'm Shannon Barnett. We have been in the birth and postpartum industry since the beginning of 2015. Together, we have built a thriving birth and postpartum doula agency in Omaha, Nebraska. We are blessed to have a phenomenal team of doulas who offer professional and personalized care to each of our clients.
0: We are so happy you are joining us on this podcast adventure. While listening to this podcast, you will hear stories and education surrounding all things fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, newborn, parenthood, and more.
1: We will also have many experts and professionals that will be joining us as we dig deep into all the topics expecting and new parents want to know.
0: Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, welcome back to today's episode. Um, We are going to be discussing, like we said, doulas. So what is a doula? Like, how do you, like, where did that word come from? I know. remember the first time you heard that word. No, I actually do remember the first time. And I was like, yeah. a do what? I know. Like, it was, I was, someone's like, you should get a doula for your V back And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that word is.
1: So my friend was like, I'm, I'm going to hire a doula for my birth.
0: And I was like, you're going to what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? And it's so funny. Dads are so silly. They're always like doula omplengada. I'm like, no, that's not good. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or people are like a doula, what? Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get yeah.
0: it. <laughs> are you like a Are you like a midwife? Yeah.
1: Oh, oh. so you like actually catch the baby? Yeah. No,
0: no, 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 no. Thank you. <laughs> and it's so funny because people associate doulas with just birth. Yeah, like when you tell someone you're a doula, they assume that you are a birth doula and that's the only type of doulas that like exist.
1: Right. But there are actually lots of doulas. There's birth, there's postpartum, there's death doula, right? All kinds.
0: Yeah. But today we're going to stick to just birth and postpartum. Yeah. Those are, those are, that's our niche. We're going to stick to what we know. But (laughs) so the word doula actually came. So it's like literally in the Bible. I was like shocked. I was like, Oh my gosh, I was reading. I was like, my profession is in the Bible. (laughs) totally doesn't mean the same thing though just so everyone's aware right. it literally yes. means like female servant female slave so like a woman who serves yes yeah. like somebody who is that is their passion is taking care of other women so i mean it totally fits it's just when you think of like oh they had a doula no they just had like a lady servant <laughs> yes, yes. so it's definitely evolved it <laughs> yes it definitely has so then There's a difference, I think, between what a doula used to mean to what a doula means today. Yeah, absolutely. I I think a huge part of that is like the profession. Like it used to be decades ago that it was just some lady that like really, really loved pregnant people and like babies and doing all the things and like she would just come help you and like be there with you and hold your hand. But like, she also had like, she was either a stay at home mom or she had a whole nother job. Right. Like it was completely not like what it is it today. Was
1: a, it was a passion. It was more of a hobby. Yeah. Like it evolved from being a servant to like supporting women in the hobby fashion. Right. I would say. And then I would say, especially within the last five years, it's really evolved into this is a career
0: right um, i really think that and I, I may be wrong this is obviously my own opinion cuz it's my own podcast so this is what you get but <laughs> i think that really when pro doula started making it into a business platform it went from you just help people out to you do this as your profession as your career yeah Absolutely. It changed the game and for the better, truthfully, because now you have professional, educated, experienced people that are supporting you versus people that are like, yeah, I'll come support you. Like I'll, you know, I'll hold your hand and I'll like hold your puke bucket for you. Like no big deal. Right. But you have people now that are like specifically trained. Like this is their job. This is their, this is their profession. This is all that they do. And so I, I would just think that the doula care, is so much more than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. I think we, you know, strive overall, and this is for all doulas because there's absolutely doulas that still do it for a hobby. For sure. Um, I think we overall are just striving to make this a much more known thing and kind of take away some of the stereotypical thoughts behind what a doula is, which stay tuned for another podcast. We'll go there. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, what is a doula? You mentioned pro doula, um mentioned we've obviously mentioned the word doula several times, so we'll get into all that nitty-gritty fun stuff.
0: Yeah, like a a doula like would be like uh let's see. somebody who does obviously birth and postpartum. We're just going to stick with that. So it's like educational support. So you're educating um new to be mothers and new mothers. You are like emotionally supporting this, you know, cause you're non-medical as a doula, you have zero like medical, like action, you know, right. medical stuff, but you are not the provider of medical stuff. Right. If that makes sense. And
1: it's important to know that stuff, because I think one of the biggest things when you work with a birth or even postpartum doula, there are a lot of questions that you have right. during your pregnancy and postpartum. And it's hard to just pick up the phone and call your provider. I mean, some providers are fabulous in that way, but also there's that level of like, I'm not the only patient. And right. so you have those questions. And a lot of times you turn to Google and then you're like, Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that rabbit hole. Okay, great. This,
1: this splinter, I'm going to die, <laughs> <laughs> you know, type of a thing. And as a doula, when you have a doula on your team, you're able to pick up the phone and call them or text them. And we have a much smaller client load than your medical provider. And so so. we're able to kind of filter out, like, do you need to seek medical attention? Is this something medical or, you know, what is it?
0: Do you need tweezers? Like, do you need tweezers to get your
1: splinter? Yeah. Yeah. Like let's, let's talk about that. Um, So that's one difference that's kind of what a doula does. Um, that's yeah. just one aspect of it. It's not kind of, <laughs> um, so that is one aspect of what a doula does is filtering out what needs medical attention and yeah. what is normal.
0: Right. And helping you get the resources of something that's not necessarily medical, but needs to happen. Like whether it be a physical therapist, pelvic floor therapist, right. a chiropractor, a new dentist, you know, like you go through so many teeth things like
1: yeah, who knew? The only time in my life
0: I've ever had cavities was when I was pregnant. So, yeah,
1: who knew? Yeah. That pregnancy majorly affects your teeth. Um, you know, in different things like that. So, absolutely, we are a um, plethora of resources just because there are so many aspects to pregnancy and postpartum that you need beyond your OBGYN or
0: midwifery care right. or or pediatrician. And the fun thing is, I don't care if you've had one baby or six babies, they're never the same. No, your You're body's pregnant. not the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're older, you know, like it, it changes. Everything changes every single time. Right. And so what you experience and what you need changes every single time. So yeah. it's like, oh, once you have the dual, you know, you know, after you have it for the first one, you know what to expect. <laughs> no, <Surprise>. no <laughs> curveball at you. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Okay. So emotional support. And so part of that, you know, we talked about like is helping you decide and helping you get this stuff, but that's pr- like in pregnancy. And then you go into the actual birth and you have huge emotional, like ups yeah. and downs. Yeah. yeah. Of understanding. Is this normal? Is that thing normal? Am I safe? Am I, you know, do I need to go to the hospital? Can I stay home longer? How do I handle this? I'm panicking. This is, you know, more than I thought it was going to be, or it's not as much as I thought it was going to be Is that normal. So really normalizing, if you will, Mm -hmm. what's going on with you and your body and understanding like the why's. And really helping, especially dads. Like everyone thinks, "Oh, you're going to hire a doula for mom." Not really. <laughs> when it comes, I'm to- dads are more likely to hire us than the. <laughs> they're always
1: like, "Oh, you're pregnant. Call the doula." Yeah, um- <laughs>
0: feet on that stick. Very good. All right, get the doula. Yep. But it's it's a it's funny because it's so you don't know what to expect, even though you've been through it before. Yes. And so even multiples, you know, like families, they're just like, "I I, I need a doula because." What happens if I get to here and it's not like it was before? If it's completely different, how do I manage? How do I know when to go to the hospital? Do I have to go to the hospital sooner than I had to go to the hospital with my first one? What does that look like? Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like having your like childbirth education coach, just stay with you the entire time and be like, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. in Omaha birth and babies case, it is. (laughs) We are childbirth
1: educators. (laughs) Very nice. But not all doulas are.
0: Right. Um, I always joke that it is like a wedding planner because people, people plan for weddings. Like weddings are more well-known than like, you know, there's a whole movie like Jennifer Lopez, you know, she made, she made it fancy. Um, but a wedding planner does a similar thing. You meet them obviously before you get married. So we're going to talk about the marriage is like the birth. So you meet them before you get married you talk with them about everything that you're wanting to happen at this wedding to make it your dream wedding. Much like a doula, you talk about everything that you want to happen for this birth possible to make it into your dream birth experience.
1: Yeah. And how to also plan for the hiccups because you know, every wedding has
0: a hiccup. Mm -hmm. Pregnancy and birth is no different. Right. So how to prepare for that. Right. And having somebody that when a hiccup does happen, you don't have to figure out that hiccup all on your own. You have somebody that you can go to and be like look, this is what's happening. What are my options now? What can we do? How can we pivot through this and keep most of what, you know, we can control the controllables and figure out the rest. So it's so similar. Like you, you build a relationship with this wedding planner throughout, you know, your engagement and they help you plan out as much possible stuff. They help you get everything you need for the actual day. And then when it's actually your wedding day, that wedding planner is making sure that everything possible is going to plan. She's make like, she calls the caterers and she makes this things happening. And she makes sure that everything going on with you is perfect, that your spouse, you know, there's no hiccups over there and all the groomsmen are there. And none of them are drunk. And this is, you know, <laughs> you're going through all of this. Or- and that- <laughs> Yeah, or they are. And that's the fun part about it. Um, But it's so interesting because that's similar to what a birth doula does. When it's actually the birthing day, you call them, you figure this out. Let me give you some tips. This is how we're going to do this. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to support you there we're going to go through this together. I'm going to help, you know, the p- birth partner. I'm going to help the mom. We're going to go to the hospital together. I'm never leaving your side. Like right. I'm with you through this to the entire point. You have my brain, my body, my heart, my hands the entire right. way through. And then your baby comes and you have this elation of, I did it. I'm done. My baby's here. Like yeah. <laughs> I never have to do that again. Whatever your relation is, you have this like oh, you know, type of sensation. And then parenting starts. Yes. And that's where postpartum doula comes in.
1: Right. And it's no different than your marriage. You spend all this time prepping for your wedding day. And then afterwards you're like, now what? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> or you have your first like argument. It's no different than the first time your baby doesn't stop crying. You're like, what do we do here? And right. You're on your own to figure that out. And same with, you know, your marriage, your first argument, you like your first, like real argument where you're just like, how do we get past this? Because we're at, at opposing sides and mm-hmm. your postpartum doula, that's where she comes in. She's there to help you navigate that and really set a foundation. It's just like your premarital counselor. Yeah. It, you're there to set a foundation that sets you up for lifetime because parenting doesn't end at 18. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is really neat because you do get to the point where you get into this. I, I bring my baby home. What if not what I was planning on happens? Like, what if I don't like my baby? Like, what if I don't feel attached to my baby? What if my husband doesn't feel attached to my baby? What if breastfeeding's not working well? Like, what if I can't sleep? What if I, the baby's sleeping perfectly and I have insomnia? What happens if I'm not eating and I'm losing all this weight and my, you know, breastfeeding relationship suffering? You know, there's so many interesting things that happen in postpartum that it's- Everything changes. The dynamic between you and your spouse, the dynamic between you
1: and your other children. I mean, and it's not all bad, but sometimes it's over. Like I know with my first, for example- I was so attached to her. The idea of letting anybody hold her was too much. And it's yeah. like, so what do you, I mean, what do you do when you, when you navigate that? And just even the basics of like day to day, when do I shower? When do I nap?
0: When do I eat an actual meal, a hot meal? What happens if I, like, if I know that I get anxiety over, like dishes in the counter, on the counter, in the sink, laundry not being done, my bed not being made, you know, like if I'm easily irritable when I don't get good rest, if I have a, if I have to go back to work, you know, if yeah. I only get, you know, a couple weeks off or six weeks off or even 12 weeks off and you have to go back to work and you're not sleeping yet. Like right. what, how do you function?
1: I've never bathed the baby. I've never changed a diaper, I've never cut baby's
0: nails before. Like what is yeah. this cradle, you know, cap crap. (laughs) Say that 10 times. (laughs) I know. I was, I was tricky. I was like, hold on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that goes there. I, there's more that goes into postpartum than your birth. And I would say our business consultant says it best. Mm -hmm. Like nobody climbs to the top of a building and jumps during birth, but they do during postpartum.
0: Yeah. And you think you had an emotional roller coaster in birth? strap on. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously. Be ready. And it, not everybody's that way. So not trying to scare every, you know, first time parents who are getting ready to go through this, but definitely planning for the what ifs is a, so important
0: during postpartum. So yeah. it really is like planning. You could have a fantastic baby and your emotions can't handle it. Or right. you could have a fantastic emotional postpartum and your baby's extra colicky. Or you could have both amazing aspects in all as well. But because we've been around this profession a long time, it's not usually rainbows and butterflies like the entire time. Right. And so what happens when it's not, you know, perfectly magical, perfect Disney magic all around you, then you, you need somebody to talk to somebody to help you, somebody to help you figure out how to work past this, move past this and get back to, you know, Visiting the Magic Kingdom.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what we do. We come into the home, we postpartum, and we immediately assess. That's one of the first things that we do. We're not like analyzing. We're just like, okay, there's a load of laundry there. And mom looks a little tired today. And, you know, dad looks like he's trying to get the swaddling thing down. And, you know, we just are there picking up the pieces and helping them fall into place. And it's never a role of like, this is how it should be done. This is, right. you know, this is what we say just that you do. And this is how it has right. to be done. It is what works for you. Right. And if you don't know that, here's what we've seen. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, then let's try something else. And mm-hmm. if it does and great, you know, then we found a solution and we're going to move on. Um, because sometimes I feel like when you bring your family into the dynamic, at least this is what I see in personal life and experience as well Is sometimes it's, but I feel pressure because my mom did it this way right. or my friend did it this way. And I I'm just, I'm not sure. So what do you think?
0: hmm I feel like a postpartum doula is like the equivalent of Mary Poppins with like her bag of like endless amounts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And like the endless amounts of stuff is like options for you and your parenting journey. Like there is never a like, all right, you didn't like that one. That's all I got. Sorry. I came with one gift. You know, it's like, no, okay. You didn't like that one. Like, let's try this. Like, you know, how do you see yourself parenting? And then we can help you go along kind of that path. And if you're like, that path sucks, and I don't want to do it no more. It's like, cool. Like, let's let's pick a path that feels right for you. You know, like maybe you wanted to co-sleep, and all of a sudden, co-sleeping freaks you out, and like you had no idea that it was going mm. to, or the opposite. Maybe you're like, I'll never co-sleep, and then you lay your baby down, and you're like, I sleep better, you know, with them right next to me. I, you know, like how? So do, how do we do this safely? Right. Like, how do you figure out how to take what's working? And make it the best for your family. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Postpartum is probably the most underused like doula support. Oh, for sure. You like, for instance, you go to the hospital, you got a labor nurse, you got a midwife, hopefully, or a provider (laughs) that's really good and like can provide hands-on support. And, you know, you have your spouse there and everyone's kind of, you know, making sure that you're doing well you go home especially in COVID times like so isolating you you got nothing like you got like YouTube and like sometimes you're like oh man like she seems really nice I think I'd like to be friends with her but I can't get out of this house and (laughs) right
1: seriously though it does it it's tricky to navigate um especially if baby's personality is, you know, a little temperaments, a little bit different than other kids that you've had, or, you know, you weren't prepared for how much babies really do cry. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of amazing how much they do. Um, there, I mean, again, there's just so much that goes into postpartum and you don't have to do it alone. I feel like we live in such a society. That's like, you had help. What do you mean? You had help.
0: (laughs) Shame on you for having help and making, you know, your experience as best as possible. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I've worked with several postpartum families that I was like, they're kind of like their dirty little secret. Like they don't want people to know that they have someone coming in overnight to help them. And, and that's fine. Like I get it. Um, but how sad that we live in a society where asking for help to save your mental sanity right. is something you have to keep a secret. So let's work on changing that. <laughs> right.
0: And it's it's good to note that there are different types of postpartum shifts. Yeah. So like you had mentioned an overnight mm-hmm. shift. So you can have a daytime doula that comes over and um, more of like the morning, afternoon hours. You could have an evening doula that comes over and helps through that like Yeah. Witching phase, you know, crying, you know, maybe you have other kids, maybe your husband works in the evening and you don't want to do it all alone. Um, or maybe you just know that bedtime is a struggle for you. And so, you know, that's helpful or there's overnight support. Um, and you know, that's coming in when you guys are going to bed, your doula is coming in and taking care of all of the overnight, everything, um, including you, like, it's not just, here's the baby. I mean, Shaden's literally had people fall into her arms, like on the floor, like crying at three in the morning, because that's when that crap hits you is middle of the night and you don't know where to go.
1: Yeah. Because you, I think there's a level of knowing, like my provider's not going to pick up the phone or my friend's not going to pick up the phone right now. And, you know, it's just, it is an isolating time. And so it's not just baby care at night it is especially in those early weeks let's master breastfeeding let's let's talk about this emotional roller coaster that you're riding and usually babies are a little bit fussier in the evening so you've come down from that like baby fussing and emotions are also coming down and you just ride that and so you have somebody there that's sitting with you talking with you i i joke that we're more like A Mary Poppins slash therapist as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A really cheap therapist, that's (laughs) what.
1: Because, like, we're there to listen, and we're there to listen to the rawness of what you are experiencing, right? And also give you the tools to
0: to be able to get through this, right? Yeah, it's and it's interesting because nobody survives well on no sleep or very right. really little to no sleep. Like, and if you even, are like, who are you? <laughs> right. Like what's your, what, if you have it, I want you to contact us because we want to know what, like whatever skill and trade and like magical potion that you use to like get three hours of sleep for like nine consecutive months and still be like chipper and happy and not stressed at all. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, it's not
1: just the sleep deprivation. You've got hormones in with it. And you've got mastering breastfeeding or you've got figuring out this new human that doesn't talk, doesn't tell Mm -hmm. you what your needs are. Like, it's not just the sleep deprivation part of it when you think about,
0: oh, I'm tired. It's like this huge like Venn diagram of like, okay, you got sleep deprivation. You have not understanding your baby fully yet. You have leaking from every orifice possible. You know, you have, you're hungry, but you hate what you look like. And so you're not sure, you know, how to work that there. And
1: imagine going to work after weeks of sleeping two and two hour intervals at most. um, And then you get to work and your boss like needs you to do stuff, but doesn't communicate it with you in a way, like verbally, you're like, what do you need? And they're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on top of it, you don't get lunch breaks right? or really any break. And then
0: on top of it, your period hormones just don't go away. <laughs> right. And it's so interesting because everyone's like, well, you just sleep in the baby sleeps. Like that's the magical, you know, you just sleep in the baby sleeps and everything will be okay. Except one you don't necessarily always like, you're not tired, you're tired, but you're not like tired enough to just like sleep instantly. Well,
1: yeah. And you hear every crinkle and, and babies don't sleep like this. They go like, great. Got to change a diaper now.
0: <laughs> and it's hard. Like women, typically men have this magical power of being able to shut their brain off at least most men and most women don't most women you're constantly thinking, especially when you're hormonal, like after, you know, post you're like, okay, did I put the baby down? Did I make sure that they didn't have any blankets in there? Like, was there a fan on? Did they have white noise that, you know, are they okay? Like, should I go check on them? Maybe I should go check on them. And you're like, sleep, this is your yeah. time to sleep. And you just, you don't really get it as often as you think that you would when you're like, so sleep when the baby sleeps. And then you do finally fall asleep. And then like 20 minutes later, the baby like fusses and you're like, what was that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And when you have a postpartum doula, like you can have your mom and your, you know, friends and stuff come over yep. and I am all for building that village a hundred percent for some families, you get back to your bedroom to lay down and you're like, are they going to do it my way? Mm-hmm. Are, do they know? Do they know about that? Okay. That's outdated advice that my mom was just talking about right before. Like, does she, does she <laughs> remember the nice thing with the postpartum doula? We know we want to do things your way mm-hmm. and you've built this relationship with us. And so, you know, that when you do go to bed, I, I have families say all the time, that is the best sleep I've gotten even before I
0: was pregnant. Right. They like legitimately don't wake up when you go into like,
1: <laughs> I know sometimes I'm like, Susan, hey, wake up, Susan, 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Susan,
1: Susan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to wake up and then they're like, I'm asked off, and I'm like, What?
0: <laughs> that was the best sleep ever. <laughs> I slept so deep, I actually had a dream once. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Um,
0: because you know
1: your doula's going to do it your way. Right. The doula knows babies. This is her job, this is her passion. Right. And I think that's also a level of like being a doula, too, is you truly have to have a passion to do this. Oh, yeah.
0: This is not like you can just go work at, you know, McDonald's and be like, I'll just flip these burgers for the, you know, $15 that they want to try to give me. But it's like, no, no, you really have to, this job takes heart. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a heart in it, you're not going to last. No, because it's, it's a challenging job. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly rewarding job, but it's a very challenging job. And so if this is not the best, perfect job for you, it's very good. It's going to be very short-lived. Yeah. Very short-lived
1: for sure. It, because you carry a lot of emotional, mm-hmm.
0: um, it's like, you'd baggage, a terrible but... therapist. If you like, don't like listening to people. Yeah. Like you'd be the worst therapist ever or a psychiatrist. Even if you're like, I just really hate the sound of people's voice. Like right. they just annoy me. Like I can't their see problems the annoy me. Yeah. I just can't, I can't handle it. Yeah,
1: you can do it. And I mean, that's how postpartum is, is there's so much rawness Mm -hmm. to it, so much reality that if if you don't like that and you don't have the heart for it, that will wear on you very quickly.
0: I mean, going back to what even doula means, you know, female servant, Mm -hmm. if you don't have a serving heart, like somebody that wants to just pour out everything they can into someone else and just... Ios doulas are givers and they are not takers. Right. If you are somebody For that's sure. constantly taking from other people, you cannot be an effective doula because you have to be able to give everything you have and re- expect zero back. Yeah. Like, and it's amazing because, like, kind of going back to what you said about when you go to sleep and your mom is there or your sister's there, you feel guilt. Mm-hmm. I always did. I felt guilt when like my mother-in-law, she is like the world's most amazing helper. Aww. And like even my great-grandma, she really she's a crazy, crazy, amazing helper. I felt guilt that I was laying down mm-hmm. and sleeping when yep. she was at my house cleaning. Yep. I'm like, that, that doesn't feel good to me to like, I felt like I was using them. Whereas with postpartum support, you're like, no, I don't feel bad that the person's putting the, you know, shingles by on my house or painting my house. I paid you to do that. I know that it's, you know, a hundred degrees, like here's some iced right. tea, like, but like, you know, this is you're your job. And, and that's,
1: yeah, that's what you do with the postpartum doula. Is exactly. there an expert to come in and do these things? So it does remove that element of, I left dishes in the sink. Yeah. yeah.
0: I shouldn't yeah. have done that. I should have done those before she came over. So she could just sit and cuddle with the baby while I slept. So she wouldn't really have to do anything.
1: Or I don't want to burden you with my feelings. Right. I mean, I w- women all the time. They're like, I don't want to tell him because he, their husband, I worked so hard today. Or, you know, he worked so hard today and right. he works hard to provide for this family. I don't want to burden him with,
0: with What's my feelings. On.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me let you in on a tip. Your husband does want to know
0: they do and they, they do they have an idea like oh yeah you're not hiding anything they might not know the extent of what you're thinking but they can tell that something's off
1: and a lot of dads build the relationship with us too it's not just moms dads right. build the relationship with us too and they're like what do I do how, how or I, do like, I know she, all she does is breastfeed or... what do, how how can I bond with this baby and so we're not leaving dads out because dads are dads can ride this roller coaster of emotions too. Mm -hmm. Those of you that didn't know dads can get postpartum depression, anxiety, all of those things too. And I've, and I, Andrea, I know you're the same. We've both worked with dads who are going through this as well. And so when both of you are experiencing postpartum depression or anxiety, it's, it is crucial that you both are having somebody that can support
0: you. Right. And, and take some of the burden mm-hmm. and stress off of you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you, especially when it comes to mental health, it is so important. And I, I think that it's coming around. I think that mental health is being looked at more like physical health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a whole body. Right. Um, And I think that a little bit more and more men are realizing that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But sometimes it just takes that person being like, Yeah, sometimes things are rough. You know, like sometimes this part can be challenging. And let us take some of that from you so you can deal with what you need to get done and heal yourself. And sometimes it's just us coming and being like, This part stinks. Let's help and like adjust that so you like it better. You know, like if you struggle with as a dad, not being able to bond with your baby because you think that the baby is always on the breast. And like, that's easily fixable with some different techniques. Like right. we can show you those different techniques and you can pick and choose which ones, you know, like work for you and work for your family. Um, and in the end, if you have those techniques and you still feel that way, then it's, we're a great resource of awesome. Let's get you in to some place that you can talk with other dads because- right. Women can they they have a hard time asking for help, but men act like nothing's wrong, mm-hmm. all is well in the world. You're not going to talk me into the, anything is the matter with me, and inside right. they're just they. I think that's why men suffer with such bad with anxiety, ex- especially after you know having a baby, because they just hold it all in and they bottle it all in, and then it ex- you know comes out their it pores does. as anxiety.
1: Yeah. It really does, and a lot of times it's not like your typical anxiety that you think of, where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't do that.
0: That makes me Like, it's not that. It's not oh, it's, that at all. Sometimes it like it, it's like a bodily function. Like, all of a sudden, like your your heart palpitates weird, and you're just like, "What's that?" Yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, like, I, how, how how am I gonna have a heart attack? And then you start going on this path of, "Oh my gosh, we just had a baby. Like, the baby's gonna, you know, like I'm gonna die before the baby's, you know, 15." Let's break this down and go slower where that's where a doula is so effective. It coming in, supporting the family as a whole. Yeah. This is a new experience and yeah. we want it to be as easy and comfortable and rewarding and the best memories for you to hold on to later as possible yeah, instead sure. of you white knuckling it through the whole time. Absolutely agree. What's your favorite part of being a doula?
1: Um, on the birth side of things, it is once that baby's born and seeing everyone just being like,
0: baby's here, we did it.
1: Like, <laughs> and you know, the, oh, oh, and dad holding the baby for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. Gets me every time, every time, hands down. Um, so definitely seeing uh, mom and dad you know, seeing their baby for the first time and going, we did it. Um, and then postpartum, it's honestly bittersweet, but it's my last shift working with the client because Mm. you know that they're good to go. Like, so that's my favorite part. That's pretty special. Like it comes full circle when at that last shift, you're like, you're confident, you are, you know, you're getting sleep because we've given you the tips and the tools to help your baby sleep. Um, You know, you've got feeding down, whatever method that might be, like it has
0: just come full circle. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, On the birth side, I would say when the baby comes out, like you could just see like the very top of the baby and like you can see like if it has hair or not the look on the most dads, not every dad, but most dads, they're like, holy crap, that's so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Like they like (laughs) see their baby's head, like before even mom gets to see the baby's head and they get so excited. They're like, it has hair. Oh my gosh. It's like right there. You could like touch it. Like that moment is like when that dad, because moms as moms, we internally feel baby move all the time. So like right. we have such a bond with our babies even before we see them. But dads, they're just slightly removed because they don't get to experience that internal constant movement right. you know from them. Yeah. Um, and so when they first see that baby, even the tiniest bit of their head, they get like over giddy and over and that like adrenaline shoots up in them and they're just like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have a baby. And then like they, the baby goes up on the mom's chest and dads are instantly like, poof, right there. Yep. They're like, right there looking at the baby. They're like, is baby okay? Like instantly they became like this protector of this baby. And that's just a really neat thing to see. I love when they like cry and I'm like, Oh my God. I had one dad. I really did not think he was going to be a crier because he was such like a sarcastic fella (laughs) and he just like wept. And I was like, okay, I don't usually cry, but I'm going to cry right now.
1: Oh, it's, it's so sweet. And again, we'll talk about this, like, later on in our doulas myth um, podcast, but a lot of people think we box men out, and we box that birth partner out, and we box that husband out, and oh my gosh, that's my favorite part, is
0: bringing that dad in. Yes, and the and the favorite part of, like, I couldn't, the, the mom, I couldn't have done this without you, to the dad, like, yeah, I think a lot like, of doulas, yeah, like, a lot of doulas want that, like, you're the best. I couldn't have done this without you. I don't want that. I want the dad to be like the star of the show. And like the mom to look at him and be like, I couldn't have done this without you. And him feel confident and be like, dang, right. We did this together. Like we're such a great team.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for
0: sure. Oh my goodness. I love, I love the birth partner. Oh yeah. So on the postpartum side, I mean, I personally love talking, so (laughs) I love when we get to the point of like, you're comfortable enough with me that you can open up and share what's going on with you. Um, Or at the very least, you feel comfortable enough that you can open up and share like just how you're doing as a person. Like it doesn't even have to be about your baby or just how you're doing as a person, like talking about the relationship between mom and dad and just having somebody just listen I mean like, yeah, like that's completely normal and like just normalizing postpartum. I love normalizing when they're like, really? Yes, really. (laughs) You (laughs) thought that? Yes, this is totally normal, like thinking or thought process or body functions. Like, yeah, that's just, I I love normalizing stuff in postpartum because I think it makes such a big difference in your confident level. You're like, well, I can do that. You know, yeah. it always makes me laugh. Like when you think about, um, if you're a friends fan and like Ross and Rachel are looking at their ultrasound and she goes, I didn't see it. And he goes, it's right there. She goes, Oh, well, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so Oh, well I can do that. Then I know how to do that. I'm like, yes, you do. You just yeah. need somebody to tell you. Yeah, that's right. Like you're right. That's exactly how you do this for sure. Oh. Yeah. Well, I love talking about what a doula is, but we should let these viewers and listeners go okay. back to their normal lives. But uh, we'll have many more podcasts. This is just episode yeah. one of 800- many to come. 60, billion, so, <laughs> oh my, wow, yeah, we're a gonna have hours. For, yeah, we're gonna bring me for a long time, apparently. All
1: yeah. right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back. All right. Have a great rest of your
0: day.